Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, four. Hello. Welcome. Well, welcome. Uh, I don't know why I'm making you all the guests. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, this is your podcast. Hello. So, um, hello there. How are you? I am overheating. I reckon my body. I know you. Like as a human, I would. Unless I was really sick, I wouldn't be over thirty-eight or thirty-seven or whatever it is. But I, I feel like I'm forty-five right now. You've got a coffee too. That never helps. Yeah. Well, you know why I got. Well, wait. Let me first say why I'm hot because I have done the thing that you always do in winter usually and you don't put a top underneath your Mm. jumper because it's cold in the morning Mm. and then you get in your office and it's hot question did you come with a coat on yep okay right so your jumper that you're wearing is your undergarment yeah really and it's okay that is a problem good quality jumper Mm. that's very thick and i am heating up like an oven and then the other reason i have a coffee which is also making me hotter is well first of all i want to be Perky. Oh, you, for the, you're never not perky, Because <laughs> I feel like sometimes when I record at 2 o'clock, I'm like this. But because we're recording in the afternoon, I had a Pokeball for lunch. Mm. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, except then I had a very bad taste in my mouth of like onion and all the mm-hmm. lovely. So you wanted to get rid of a bad taste in your mouth yeah. or a bad smell in your mouth by putting coffee in your well, mouth. Then I had a choice. I could either I only had time to either walk to 7-Eleven, which is near here, that's the closest place I could buy chewing gum, mm. or buy a coffee. Or the Commons actually has toothpaste and toothbrushes, so Oh my goodness. You could have done that too. Oh my well, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm actually going to do this after this. Luckily we're a bit far away <laughs> from each other, but um yeah, so I got it cuz I was like I can either get a coffee and maybe that'll get rid of the taste and like will give a new taste mm. or go get mints and have no coffee. However, I could also probably get a coffee from Yeah, I mean, all the choices. 7-Eleven, but I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, 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 how are you? I'm good. It's Friday, which is nice. I mean, every day is kind of like <laughs> a Friday or a Saturday <laughs> or a Sunday for me at the moment. But um, no, it's been a pretty big day, to be honest. Had a few appointments and then we've got a few meetings this afternoon. So mum's mum's helping me out with Harvey because Josh has been really busy as well, um, which is awesome. I mean, it was so funny because when I called mum and asked her, she was like, I would love to. Like, and then I asked her if she wanted to stay the night and she was like, thank you for the opportunity. And she's Aww. like, it's just so sweet. She just gets so excited at Aww, any chance so nice. to be with him, even if it means that she doesn't get to spend any time with me. <laughs> um, so that's cool. It's nice to have Harvey here in the office. He's not here though. No, he's not here this time. He's, you won't hear him grunting because yeah, he's we've got mum. Here in the, the vicinity <laughs> yeah. of the building. It's funny because like I've, you know, I'm kind of still off on leave and, and just kind of joining meetings from Zoom. This is obviously, I'm not talking to you, Laura. You would know that. I because forced you in, in here today. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it's nice to have an excuse to actually come into <laughs> like, the office. Yes, thank you. I have seen you on the Zoom screen. <laughs> I have noticed. <laughs> I, I meant like I was telling that to the listeners, not to you. Um, yeah, it's, it's different actually being in the office. It feels nice though. I wanted an excuse to come in this week, so... Well, hello. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to have you here. Um, now, we have to chat about something and I haven't asked you since we had this discussion at dinner on Saturday night okay. and we both had a little bit of wine. We so so I nice. haven't – Was it? It was lovely, but I haven't um, then checked with you if it's appropriate to talk about this, but I think it's so funny. Okay. Okay, makeup. Makeup? Do you not remember our conversation? Oh, (laughs) sorry, 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 sorry. I thought you were going to say something else. Do I? (laughs) We've got two things to share with you today. No, we're not. We're not sharing that. We're not. Okay, (laughs) that's for next week because this is the first one. Okay. 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 So um, I said to Steph at dinner, I said, you know what? 
You never need a makeup artist Come ever on. again. Because <laughs> seriously though, like when I look at Seth's makeup, I'm like, it's flawless. Like no lines, blended, dewy, glowing. Like if I was her, I wouldn't pay makeup makeup artist because yours is so good. <laughs> anyway, and then, and this is a question actually, because I want to know what people think. What would you do? Okay, so then you came back. And I what, had a few drinks. Did I had a few drinks. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I love my hair off. Okay, let me <laughs> let me just say as well, we spoke about friendships only two podcasts ago and we did yes. mention that in our friendship Honesty we is are important. Very, <laughs> we are very honest, we hang a lot of shit on each other <laughs> and that I'm a very forward friend. So let me just say that before I go into what happens. What I will say to the listeners is what I said to Laura. I then said, you know what, Laura's? <laughs> You are really I'm really good. throwing you under the bus here. You are really good too. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? <laughs> now. <laughs> okay, and I have to say, I wanted to give you a compliment on how good your makeup is because I, it, and I said this <laughs> to you at dinner, it's come a long way. <laughs> and I don't mean that you were ever, you were never bad at doing your makeup. You weren't. No, you weren't. You were never bad, but you could tell the difference between when you got it done or when you did it, right? <laughs> well, so today I've had a really bad makeup day. I just had, I had to stop at this, the petrol station on the way to work because I overdrew my eyebrows. And I, I then like tried to get rid of it. So I smudged it over the top of my face. So. Oh my <laughs> Don't God. look at me today. Don't look at me today. No, I've gone nice. backwards. It's beautiful. But you said that I do something, did something funny with my eyeshadow. Or something. No, <laughs> you think you're not sure what I do. No, then you said, how could you tell if it was me or if it was a makeup artist? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I said, sometimes it was just the way you blended your eyeshadow. <laughs> That's what you said. I'm not sure what you did, but. <laughs> I'm not sure so, if you used your finger. <laughs> my question for the listeners is, I would have preferred this information. Five years. How long have we been no, friends for? Eight years. That, no, but it's not like you were terrible Excuse at me. doing makeup. You've always been pretty good. I want to. Oh, I want to always look like a makeup artist who's done my makeup. <laughs> so you could have told me at any stage, hey, you're slightly Lord, average. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, whatever you're doing with your eyeshadow, how you're putting it on with your fingers. Here's a great brush idea. <laughs> okay, but have I you tried this? You didn't have to I was say. Just about you to say, I didn't want to insult you, but I. So the I'm question is. Should Seth had have, have told me seven years ago as opposed to after I fixed it? Look, if you were really bad. And I'm not I a better person you. now that I know no. how to do it better. Like <laughs> Again, it wasn't that bad. Anyway, I just I'm very honest <laughs> when I've had a drink. I'm very honest when I haven't had a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It but except kinda... about this, and I actually, you know, I, I have you as a friend. I've chosen you big on I'm doing. I expect your honesty. So okay. I was walking around like, hey, Steph hasn't said anything about my makeup. Must be amazing. <laughs> Little did I know. My eyeshadow was really wrong. <laughs> oh my god. People are gonna think I'm such a twat. No, <laughs> I, I'm saying my question for the listeners is. I should, should, I community. should she have told me earlier? Because you, you were protecting shocking. me by not telling me. No. Can I tell you what you should have done? You either tell me during the time or you don't tell me at all. Oh, <laughs> good now. <laughs> okay. Now. now. <laughs> anyway, right. that is the big lol. And do you know what? That's the clumsy story of the week. And okay. it's your turn to <laughs> But seriously, let us know. Let us know what you think. Because this is a dilemma. This is like our own D&M question to ourselves. But instead of you asking us, we're asking you guys <laughs> oh my god anyway so what is up with kick 
<laughs> what is I was about here? to say, uh, what's your special share? But then I thought, let's do the kick updates first. Yeah, we've got some kick updates for yeah. you. So exciting what have, things out. Yeah, what have we got? What have we got? All right, this is probably the most exciting thing. Yes. Drum roll. You know, in our, we've got this funny podcast machine thing. Looks yeah. like like a, we could probably looks really probably professional. A drum roll on this, isn't it? Yeah, you could. We could put the sound in, but we just haven't so let's used it. Okay, keep doing that. Uh, dab, uh, bump. No. What would it be? Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was going. Okay, biggest news is that the Kick Tour is coming soon, and we are very excited about it because I think. It was possibly one of the biggest, like probably the thing I missed the most last year because of COVID. Like the one thing. I can handle not getting to travel and whatever. I mean, I've been very fortunate. I've been travelling my whole entire life. But like I could handle all that. But missing the kick tour, our like mm. favourite freaking event of the year where we get to connect with you and see you guys in person and work out with all of you in a huge group is it really sucked last year. So mm. we are very excited to say that we are back this year and that it's happening and it's all thanks to our friends at AIA Vitality. Yes, I'm so excited. And we are going to be coming to Melbourne, Sydney and Perth this August and you can work out with us and DK, mm-hmm. DK being DK Fitness, Danny <laughs> Kennedy, our head trainer, who is – I'm excited to travel with him. He's a ball of fun to travel with. He is, and it's I know just, he's missed the kick tour last yeah, year as well. Also fun to, to, to train with because that's – you like to hang shit on him basically the entire time. Yes, and we're also we are this year. It's a bit different. We yes, we have got we've wow. we've really we're, taken it to another level. To no, <laughs> this year. So we have got an amazing new event. I have, we have to call him out, Cam. We love Cam so much. Yeah, our our really new event really manager at Kick, and he has just taken this to another level. So it's not only just a workout. Mm-hmm. We also have got a panel, which mm-hmm. is going to be so exciting. It's going to be the. Time. Kick world, it's not kick world, but it's just it's it's just going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to basically be like a live podcast chat, you know, like these, mm. but with some pretty epic guests mm-hmm. in each city. Um, so we're really excited for that little addition to the event, including us. But if you don't want us on the <laughs> panel, just let us know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, so if you want to come and goodie bags, yeah, oh yeah, the best goodie 100%. bags, hundred percent. We yeah. have to have them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, no, we have to have. We will have them. Yeah, we, we, but we have to have them for the community. Yes. So we mu- that's a must have. It's a must have. <laughs> anyway, so if you are part of the Kick community, keep an eye out on your emails for pre-sale tickets available next Monday at nine a.m. If you're not, sign up to get early access. Yeah. And I mean, for the release, you have a free trial, so you can sign up, have a free trial, <laughs> get on the picture <laughs> if you really want to. <laughs> well, okay, okay. So also, yeah, uh, because you got well, your announcement. You have a very exciting announcement about your body. About my body. Oh I, wait, about my body. Uh, your boobs have grown; they look wonderful. Wow, it's on your boobs. <laughs> You've got clearance. Oh. You know. <laughs> I was like, what have I, what have I done? What's wrong with my body? Um, yeah, no, very, very exciting. So um, by the time this podcast comes out, I will be in my seventh week. So last week I had all of my six-week checkups. Mm-hmm. Um, I went above and beyond. I didn't just go to my obstetrician. I went to a um, pelvic floor specialist and Ash, my woman's physio, to check everything. Now, that's kind of things that you don't have to do and not mm. everyone obviously has access to those kind mm-hmm. of people. So... I acknowledge that, but um, I think because of obviously what we do, um, I was very keen to know when I could get back into exercise. So really wanted to tick all the boxes and the internal check, um, all good. I have a tiny, I'm being very 
forward here, tiny bit of prolapse with the bladder, with my bladder. What's that mean? So prolapse is basically when your insides, this is the yep. most basic way to explain it. Yep. Your insides can come outside, as in down your vagina. Wait, so wall. your bladder is hanging out it of can, you. It's not, but it can. A lot of it? That's, that's what prolapse can get to, but it's not. Mine's all okay. internal right now. So what I've got is a really, really small one. It's like, it's not, it's not bad at all, but I just have to make sure I keep my pelvic floor really strong. Okay, which it already is. Yeah, it's pretty strong, but like if keep that up that is strength. The pos- my bladder is going to be <laughs> totally prolapsed. Well, so a, a level of prolapse happens to like, I, I'm fairly sure it's like 50% of women okay. after a vaginal birth. So it's okay. extremely common. Um, and it can even start to happen in pregnancy because of all the pressure on from your baby mm. on all that area. Anyway, I'm not going to try and explain it anymore because I will say I something I think you wrong. did a great job. <laughs> I understand. You don't know what it is, though. So, um, but yeah, so basically, I just have to um, definitely not do any type of hit or. You're running not coming running with me soon. tomorrow. No, absolutely okay. not. Um, I have to wait until at least twelve weeks, and even then, I'll still be doing another check just to double check. Um, but I did get clearance, obviously, to do the kick bump stuff, which I'm so excited. I've already done um, session one a couple of times and it's such a good session to strengthen up my pelvic floor, which is exactly what I need to be doing, and my deep core muscles. And what I found is it's probably a session I'm actually going to continue to do like as the weeks go on. I'll keep using it as kind of my warm-up activation. Amazing. It's really good to kind of engage those areas before you do anything else. But I got clearance to also do like our yoga and Pilates and even some of the like lighter weight strength stuff or body weight strength stuff, which for me, like moving my body is is such a big part of who mm. I am. So to get that clearance, it was just the best. Like I had the best energy all day because I was so excited. Um, and yeah, that's my news. That's my body news, as Laura put it. <laughs> so Thank I'm you really for your excited. body news. So at least by the time we have the kick tour, I'll yeah. be able to work out. I might not be able to do, you know, I'll probably have to do squats instead of jump squats, mm-hmm. but I'll be there and I'll be mm-hmm. moving and I'm very excited about it. Love. Mm. Love it. Mm. Is that your special share? No. Oh, Sorry, because I don't want to hear Nacho. Did you what? No. My special shade. I'm giving you a bit of shade after the eyeshadow. Get right, okay. It? Another type nice. of shade. <laughs> I didn't get that one. Um, no, no, no. My what have you got for us? It is. Sister. What? Okay. <laughs> Random. Um, something that Josh and I do, something Josh does more than I do, but when I do do it with him, I thoroughly enjoy it and I understand Can I guess? why he does it. What? Mm, baths. <laughs> no. What? You think Josh has more baths than I do? No. Oh my gosh. I don't. No. I just thought of something random. Baths. Um no, so what it is, is No, I meant baths. <laughs> Continue. Jumping on YouTube and YouTubing, ready? Australian or you know what, I actually prefer American mm-hmm. and Britain's got talent golden buzzer moments. Oh, nice. Okay, so nice. the golden buzzer moments, if you go- if you literally Google America's Got Talent gold- golden bu- buzzer moments, <laughs> you'll see a lot of the videos we're watching. Anyway, it's the most wholesome content ever because Aww. obviously there's – I mean there's always – with talent shows like that, there's always like some sort of um, sob story or like, you know, emotional story of, of how they got there and like, you know, why they're doing it or whatever, which, you know, is always so special in itself. But then when they also nail the performance and then they get a golden buzzer, which just is like dreams come true in their eyes – and you see their excitement and their family's excitement. We were sobbing for like an hour. We just kept crying and laughing and crying and crying more and crying more. So if you've never gone back and watched Golden Buzzer moments from Britain's Got Talent, America's Got Talent, or even Australia's Got Talent, do it. It's 
really emotional and it's wholesome and it's in a good so way. In a good way, in the best way. Yeah. I really like that special share. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know mine? Yeah. What is it? Okay. Well. Well, guess what? It's, it's another TV show. It's not how to do <laughs> Okay, so I recently watched, uh, you know, yes, you might be thinking, wow, you really have watched more TV. The answer is yes, I have. Uh, it is the Amazon Prime. It, this is annoying because it's another streaming thing, but we got Amazon Prime to watch the swimming yep. Australian okay. trials to yep. get into the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was also like, oh, my God, Cody Simpson's doing it. You know, yeah. rock star turned... Mm. Swimmer. I know. He didn't make the team. Oh, <gasps> should we cut that out? Didn't he? Well, if you follow him, you would know. Yeah, it's already happened. The oh. team's been announced. So Why would we have to cut that out? Well, then? spoiler alert. But he's posted on his Instagram, hasn't he? Oh, I don't know if he's posted, but the Australian government has oh, okay. declared the <laughs> well, list. Then he's not in it. <laughs> anyway, um, so Amazon Prime have done a documentary mm-hmm. which features four or five swimmers mm-hmm. uh, and their journey, one of them being Cody Simpson, and his life is exactly how you would picture it like okay. he moved or well, he had to in America it's pretty cool though that he's like been so dedicated but there's one scene where he walks in the morning to his coach and his quote his coach is like talking about a quote he's like my quote of the day I guess what it is or something and then Cody like guesses the quote and it's like oh it's just like it's a lot okay anyway but it's amazing that you know he's done it and it was very interesting to see the. it's like a lot of the sport documentaries that have come out recently that I thoroughly enjoy so mm-hmm. I really recommend it and it's called head be above the water or below the water or some type of pun on water okay should nice. i should i okay let me just find it i mean it'll be in the notes we'll put the proper name name in the notes okay sure okay sure <laughs> love love okay so this week's dnm yeah i'm just gonna move away from my special share because i don't know where it was going and it was also finished uh this week's dnm is not in the document I was just about <laughs> to say that, Laura. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd okay. Okay, and I just realised actually the reason that the DNM of the week is not in this document is because it is for our guest. It is all about sleep. So I thought, you know, Steph, as much as um, <laughs> we, we could have a go at answering it, we might as well wait for the expert. So that leads us into today's guest and topic. Today's kickpot episode is all about sleep. And of course, we have got an expert on. And I think you are going to love this episode. We learned so much while we were recording. I feel like I'm going to be a new woman when I go home and go to sleep tonight. So we hope you enjoy it. So today we have got Olivia Aralazolo on our podcast as our guest. She is Australia's leading sleep expert and she has been studying for nine years and her qualifications include a Bachelor of Social Science and Psychology, Certificate of Sleep Psychology, Diploma of Health Science, Nutritional Medicine and a Certificate 3 and 4 in fitness. So we hope you enjoy this one. Hello Liv and welcome to the KickPod. How are you going today? Thank you. I am feeling very well rested as you would expect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you'd think that a sleep expert would know how to rest and be well, well rested. You'd hope, you'd hope. But uh, being a new mum, I'm guessing that's not the case for you, Steph. No, it's been an interesting thing to tackle, <laughs> that's for sure. But I'm, I'm getting used to it. For sure, for sure. Uh, I was reading some research the other day and it showed that new parents on average for the first 12 months get 4.5 hours of sleep and they lose out on 59% of what they were previously getting. It mm. takes 
it takes you six years to recover from the sleep deprivation caused by a new baby. Joy. And yeah, just some things to look forward to. Um, (laughs) Another study found that new parents in the first 12 months, 44% of them forget what they were saying mid-sentence and 8%, (laughs) 8%, this is the best one, 8% admit to forgetting the name of their own baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can admit that I have been, my my memory has been quite shocking. I've been booking in appointments at a different time to what the calendar invite comes through (laughs) as. So I don't know how I'm really managing that, but I do remember Harvey's name at least. (laughs) (laughs) And Liv, you are so good because that was actually our community D&M question of the week. So mums came through. Yes, I've had a lot of questions from mums about um, sleeping and how to get more sleep and what the reality is and you have already laid it out for us so, so thank you unfortunately <laughs> you won't be getting much <laughs> oh my I, goodness I, unfortunately enjoy naps and uh, yeah. long, and and look forward to post age six when you might have a chance of sleeping properly again i think a question i want to know this i mean i know a lot of our community wants to know this as well and that is how much sleep do we actually need mm. Sure. This is a question I get asked so much. So 95% of the population needs seven to nine hours. Now, how to know where you sit or on that spectrum, it comes down to a few factors. One is how much sleep debt you have. Now, when I say sleep debt, it's in how much inadequate sleep you've had previous to that. If you have been suffering a lack of sleep for a day, a week, months, you're going to be on the longer side of seven to nine hours. Um, The other factor is your chronotype, which is your genetic makeup of how typically a chronotype refers to your sleep-wake preference. So you know know when you hear somebody is a night owl or an early Mm. bird? Yeah, so I just, so my first book that is due out in uh, 2022, next January, that's all about chronotypes. And so this is something that uh, I'm well researched in. It's really interesting because there are certain genes that code for longer or shorter sleep. Um, Yeah, and then this is also why you'll often find that morning people, they need less sleep than night people than the typical night owls and so what they've found is there's a gene for example dec2 codes for short sleep so if you have a mutation of dec2 you need on average six hours and 41 minutes of sleep compared to those without the mutation who need eight hours and five minutes I have um, not got that mutation. I need, I need, I'm an eight to nine hours gal. Like I cannot yeah. survive without it. So that, that is so interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it's really fascinating. And the other, the other factor that comes into play is um, your, your body's physiological state. So are you in a state of stress? Are you exhausted from training? Are you studying really hard and your mind is literally go, go, go all day or working nonstop? All of these activities drain the body. If you think about people, you know, we're, we're coming into the winter months now, who's noticed that when you're sick, all your body wants to do is rest. 
you mm. need so much sleep, it's because your body is in a physiological state where it needs more sleep. So looping back to your question, how much sleep do we need? On average, seven to nine hours. However, if you are sleep deprived, if you have a particular genome, if you are super stressed, be it from physiological stress on the body or psychological stress on the mind, then it's likely you will need more. Nice. Wow. And also I need your book on my bookshelf. So as soon as that comes out, I can't. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you a signed copy, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The, the other thing that came through a lot, which I'm also very curious about, is you often hear stuff about like deep sleep versus light sleep. You know, what's the difference? Um, do we need to have both? How, how, like, how does your body change between the two? Like what, what is the difference between deep and light sleep? For sure, for sure. So, so there's different stages of sleep. So deep sleep refers to slow wave sleep also known as stage three and four non-REM sleep. Now, when you're in a stage of deep sleep, your brain is exhibiting delta brain waves. They're very, very slow. You're in a deep state of recovery. It's very, very hard to wake you up. Um, on When you're in this sleep stage, this is when your body produces growth hormone. 70% of growth hormone is produced in slow wave sleep. Now, you know, when you've woken up from a, um, from a night and you've gone, oh my God, I feel so rested. Steph, you probably don't remember this. It's like, you know, forever. It's like just a memory, but Laura, you might remember. (laughs) Um, so when your body goes through sufficient deep sleep, which should be 20% of your sleep time. Then you wake up, you feel super refreshed and super rejuvenated, primarily because of your body's ability to produce sufficient growth hormone. Now, growth hormone is responsible for metabolism, cellular repair, cellular recovery from daily wear and tear. Um, Another thing that happens in deep sleep is you have a removal of a neurotoxin called beta amyloid. Now, beta amyloid is a neurotoxin, which contributes to memory loss and has clinical links to Alzheimer's. After only one night, Steph, don't be scared. After only (laughs) one night of insufficient sleep, you have an increase in your beta amyloid levels of approximately 5%. And over time, this accumulates. The more sleep you lose, the more beta amyloid you accumulate, the worse your memory becomes. And that's why mum brain is an actual thing. <laughs> legit. And that's, 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 it's also, yeah, mum brain and brain fog after yeah. a night of bad sleep. That's you're true. like, yeah. I just can't even remember like where I put, you know, my phone, mm-hmm. my keys, my car. Um, <laughs> so much sense that, you know, you're laughing, but you always I lose, you your, lose car. your car. You do what? You yeah, always lose your car. And after a long day of work, I literally can't remember she can't where remember my where car is. Yeah. Right? right? Because so what, what happens is during the day, beta amyloid builds up due to electrical, electrical activity between the, um, the dendrites or the cells in, 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 your, in your brain. It's just a natural process. And the, because the brain doesn't have a lymphatic system, the only way it can clear out beta amyloid is during deep sleep. So this is why deep sleep is so important, both for 
mental and physiological recovery. And you remember, you need to spend 20% of your sleep time there. Um, light sleep refers to stage one and stage two non-REM sleep. Now, when you're in both stage one and stage two, um, you are general. So stage one, you're almost semi-conscious. You know, like when you wake up through the night and you sort of feel like you're half awake, but you're kind mm-hmm. of still asleep and your eyes are closed, but you can hear any, you can hear things. That's when you're in stage one, non-REM sleep, very easily aroused. Um, stage two, non-REM sleep, you're in a little bit deeper sleep, but still not as deep as slow wave. Um, typically harder to arouse. That's when some of your memory starts to get encoded in, um, in long-term memory. And when I say encoded, I mean stored. Um, yeah. So lights. So how much sleep you, how much percentage of time you need to spend in those sleep times. So you actually need at least 50% of stage two non-REM sleep. And you only want to spend about 5% in stage one non-REM sleep. Um, I should note that the other form of deep sleep, which we haven't spoken about, is REM sleep, which is also like the dream state. Mm -hmm. Um, This is So when you enter REM sleep, it's critical for memory. Um, So further encoding, further processing of your memories. It's also critical for emotional regulation. Um, so it's during that sleep stage that your brain encodes the emotions associated with the memories. So what happens is, you know how you know how you you have an argument or something, and then you sleep on it, and you don't feel as bad about it the next day. Mm-hmm. Okay, this this is the function of REM sleep. It allows you to store mem- store information in memories with a disassociation from those negative emotions that you that you felt in the experience itself. Oh my goodness! That I mean, wow! This makes sense. <laughs> it does make a lot of sense, and I never knew it. <laughs> I hope I didn't overwhelm you guys with uh, with. With brain dump, especially uh, especially Steph, your memory encoding is not so strong right now. I was going to say, I reckon I probably have maybe stage one and stage two is all I get. Yeah, because you would always be on the listen alert, out, yeah. alert for, yeah. for little halves. And Liv, we've now got, I mean, it's the golden question. It really is. Of sleep. <laughs> apart so, from, I mean, apart from how much do we need? How do we get to sleep? What is the best pre-bed routine? Do we need to get off our phones early? Should we be working late? Should we be exercising late? Tell us all your secrets. Is there secrets? For sure, <laughs> for, sure for sure. I'll tell you what. That's probably, probably what we don't want to hear, hey? <laughs> <laughs> um, if, it's, if, if, if this is a secret, I'm the worst secret keeper because I tell everyone this. <laughs> um, so I have, um, based on my research, I've created a signature bedtime routine and this is something that my private clients use and this is a, this is a fact that I absolutely love. 100% of them have seen improvements in their sleep in less than seven days when they implement this routine. Amazing. Wow. 
Yes. And so there's seven steps to it. It's not about doing just one. It's about doing them all. They're all based in clinical evidence. And I will walk you through it. This is applicable to those who are struggling to fall asleep. This also helps you stay asleep. And this also helps you wake up more refreshed because you're getting deeper quality sleep. So Sounds routine. like a secret to life. <laughs> Has everyone got their pen and paper ready? Let's do it. So step one is to block out blue light. So blue light stems from your phones, from ceiling lights as well, from laptops, devices. Research shows that regular blue light from dusk to dawn suppresses melatonin, your sleepiness hormone, by 71%. Now, melatonin is the key reason you will fall and stay asleep easy. So if you don't have sufficient melatonin, you're going to find it hard to fall and stay asleep. So blocking out blue light, how to do that, reduce light as much as you can through switching off devices, switching off lights, switching off TVs, um, but also in, you can also put on a pair of blue light blocking glasses, the really funky ones that look orange, that make you look like a speed dealer. I've got speed dealer ones. They're great. <laughs> um, but they do block out, or the ones that I recommend anyway, they block out 100% of blue light. And this is critical to you falling and staying asleep with ease. Um, step two of the signature bedtime routine is to diffuse lavender. So lavender is being oh, found. I in, love doing that. Yeah, it's fantastic. And do you, do you find that you sleep better and you feel more relaxed when you have lavender step? Yeah, absolutely. There's something about it. I think it's because it reminds me of like a day spa or something, but mm-hmm. I even sometimes put like a drop or two in my bath and then I just feel yeah. so relaxed afterwards. Yeah. So what it does is it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, very much like deep breathing. Um, Research shows that when you use lavender, you have an improved sleep quality by 45% and reduced anxiety by 59%. Mm. Yes. So it's super, super powerful and anyone can do it except for Actually, this is anyone except pregnant and breastfeeding women. I'm not meant yeah. to have it. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. 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 So I'm hoping that you're not using it right now, Steph. No, I haven't. <laughs> no. Perfect. Perfect. Good, good. Step, step three of the signature bedtime routine is to have a good night phone alarm. Now, this is an alarm that pops up one hour before bed labeled sleep better. And this is your absolute cutoff time. Get off your <laughs> devices this is not a negotiable. This is not like a, oh, maybe I, maybe, maybe I want to sleep better. No, if you want to sleep better, you get off your devices. So <laughs> Love that. Research, yeah, research shows that by being on your phone um, with, within 60 minutes of bedtime, you take 40, you are 48% more likely to take over 60 minutes to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, step four of the signature bedtime routine, have a shower or a bath. This helps your body produce melatonin, the sleepiness hormone, because when you have a drop in your core body temperature, which happens when you emerge from a steamy shower to a cooler bathroom, this is a signal for your body to produce melatonin, that sleepiness hormone. 
Step five is to have a magnesium supplement. Now, research shows that you this magnesium over the course of four weeks can reduce anxiety by 31%. Important on that one, you want to look for magnesium glycinate because there are many different forms of magnesium and magnesium glycinate is the most helpful for sleep. Step six. Step six is to meditate or read. Um, meditation helps activate that parasympathetic nervous system, which I mentioned before, which is the calming nervous system and helps you fall asleep easier. And step seven of the bedtime signature bedtime routine is to use an eye mask. This blocks out light during sleep. So I know there's quite a bit in there, but I do have an ebook that I'm happy to share with you girls. You guys can share with your community with all of those steps. So there's there's a there's some takeaways from that they'll be able to look over, not just uh, memorize for themselves. So I'll be happy to share that with you guys. Oh, that's awesome. They are those things that you hear of and that are you know, the obvious ones that you yes. just need to make time for. I mean, for but sure. if you are putting your device down an hour before your bedtime, then you have that hour to complete all of those steps. So. But I'll, I'll tell you what though, like if you break it down, okay, it sounds like there's a lot, but okay, step one, put on blue light blocking glasses, takes 30 seconds. Mm. Yeah. Step, <laughs> step two, diffuse lavender, 30 seconds. <laughs> have a good night phone alarm, it pops up on your phone zero zero time have, <laughs> have a shower 10 minutes people should be we need anyway. a shower <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> don't go to Ben stinky um you know, so so 10 minutes so we're up to step four and we've we've spent 11 minutes um step five magnesium supplement one minute step six meditate or read 10 minutes mm. step step seven use an eye mask 30 seconds so collectively, mm. that that routine should take you twenty minutes maximum. Mm. If you're really if you're really skint for time, um, cut down your shower, cut down the meditation <laughs> time. Look, you 100%. can you can really just you know rinse off if you really need. Um, we've all done it. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so realistically, it's it sounds like it's a lot, but actually those steps are very quick to action and easy to action. Um, I think another thing that's really important to me in sharing those steps is that they are affordable. So none mm. of them are, are particularly expensive. Yeah. Um, they're accessible to anyone. Uh, they're accessible anywhere mm. and any time. So these are my principles. I, you know, I didn't grow up in a family with a lot of money. So I would mm. hate to promote a remedy that you needed mm. a stack of cash to improve your sleep. No. 100%. All, all you need to do is do these seven simple steps. For sure. Consistently. And like my private clients, you will see improvements in your sleep. <laughs> you will be able to fall asleep faster. You'll be able to stay asleep and wake up more refreshed. And that's what I want. And that's what I'm sure you girls want by having me on this podcast for all of your beautiful community. Yeah, so that they can have all the energy in the world to kick yes. it the next day. <laughs> um, so I suppose you gave a few tips there about, you know, getting to sleep and I, um, also staying asleep. So for light sleepers, things like wearing the eye mask, is that for, for light sleepers, so someone who could fall asleep really quickly, that's seven steps. Are they pretty much the same as well to kind of once you are asleep, Correct. stay asleep? 
correct. Exactly right. Yes. Um, so usually what happens is if you're like a light sleeper, it just means your body is so physiologically exhausted that you fall asleep, but you haven't had a sufficient wind down routine. Um, probably you've been watching telly before bed. This is something that a lot of my private clients Mm. say. And then because you've been exposed to all of that blue light, especially before bed, um, you will wake up when your body is somewhat rejuvenated enough in order to, um, you know, remind, be, be alert because it doesn't have sufficient yeah, melatonin. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are someone who is in a bit of a bad sleep routine, um, I'm not counting myself yeah. in this because it's not my fault. Someone <laughs> <laughs> um, saying I'm super late yes. watching TV until like 11.30 or something or, you know, whatever. In a bad habit. Yes. How, what's your sure. tips for resetting bad habits of, you know, going to bed late and waking up early? Sure. Try the, try the bedtime routine for seven days. Just commit to seven days. That's it. And you, you can if, commit. If, so just say... Like talking, you know, hypothetically, no, this is me. Um, I'm going to bed much later than I want to. I need to be in bed at 9.30 to be able to wake up for my kind of 6.15 alarm. Otherwise, I'm just not functional. So I have – but I've been pushing that bedtime out lately, especially through ISO, like when I have to get up as early. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Watching a lot of TV before bed. So if I just say I'm going to bed at 11 but I want to go back to 9.30, do I just start this sleep routine and start it at 8.30 and then just, you know – do it that way or do I gradually make my bedtime earlier? Really, a really, really great question, Laura. Thank you. So actually what you want to do is modify it no more than 30 minutes. Um, okay. Until you until you are comfortable in falling asleep at 30 minutes earlier. Um, what this does is it ensures you don't have bedtime anxiety. Now, when you, that, that, or when I say bedtime anxiety, that's the feeling of you go to bed and you're laying in bed and your brain is running at a million miles an hour and there's no way you're getting to sleep. Mm. And so what this does is if you act, and this is often because people do that, they're like, I'm going to go to bed super early tonight and fall asleep and you know wake up super early even if it's two hours before my usual bedtime. No, it doesn't work. The, 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 the reason why is because melatonin is on a 24-hour cycle. If you fell asleep at 11 p.m., the night before, that was because your melatonin levels were sufficiently high to enable you to fall asleep. Now, 24 Mm. hours later, they're going to be around the same levels. So you can bring it back and and remember, that's what enables you to fall asleep with ease. So you can wind it back about half an hour because that's the shift within your melatonin profile, which is allowed. But if if you go to bed too early, what happens is there's not enough melatonin in your body to make you tired. And so you mm. simply just lay there, you're wide awake, and then you actually create a psychological um, mm. state of anxiety mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. makes it harder to fall asleep because then you're laying in bed thinking, why can't I sleep? Why can't I sleep? Why can't I sleep? I'm getting stressed. I can't sleep. I, I need mm-hmm. to go to bed. And then all of a sudden you're up much later. You're up until midnight, one o'clock, because your ma- your mind is anxious because you can't sleep yeah oh I think so. everyone would be I mean Laura and I are nodding along here I guess totally we are. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of the listeners are too I know um my husband particularly he 
he has this habit where he'll, you know, if he's in a bad sleep routine, he'll want to force himself to go to bed really early and, like, will go to bed with that kind of anxiety that, you know, maybe he won't sleep well again and he goes to bed thinking that mm. and it's 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 just never going to help. He's always lying in bed then for hours mm. still not falling asleep because he's Correct. in that kind of state. So it makes total sense. Wow, I've, like, learned a lot of things. I feel like today I I've know. learned things that I kind of, like, half was aware of but have pushed to the back of my mind. Yes. It's very good to know. But all the scientific side, I mean, that was really interesting. Yes, thank oh. you, Lib. And I feel like we have... We have to cut the podcast here, guys. But, you know, maybe we can do a part two mm. in the near future yeah. because we've got so many more questions for you. Mm. Um, you know, probably could sit down with you for a whole day, but, you know, we'll probably right. just do another, like, you know, similar length episode if you're open to it. Um, but thank you so much for joining and sharing all of your information. I know a lot of the listeners will have a good 100%. night's sleep tonight. <laughs> that was so corny. Um, thanks, Lib. Thank you so much for having me. I I am so happy to share this knowledge with you. I didn't study for nine years to keep it all in my brain. <laughs> I studied so I can distribute it and help people because, you know, Steph, again, remember this, like from you know, <laughs> time, time before, but that feeling of being super energised, feeling so alive and rejuvenated and refreshed, mm. that is honestly what I want everyone to feel mm. and when you're getting sufficient sleep that's how you feel you feel amazing you feel unstoppable and that's that's I know that's uh my vessel to it to it allow that is sleep for you girls it's through everything you do on kick and <laughs> you know it's it's just so beautiful when we can empower people to feel their best so um thank you for having me today and definitely part two sounds like a good plan I would love to be back and um and maybe after that we can see if Josh can listen to uh this podcast and I know and, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and then report back <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it thanks Liv thanks ladies have a beautiful afternoon well we hope you guys enjoyed that chat some really good tips in there. Um, very insightful conversation, I will say. <laughs> we will be back next week. We are back every Wednesday with a new KickPod episode. But if you'd like to find out more about Keep a Cleaner, or if you would like to join us on the Kick Tour and you'd like to sign up, you can head to our website, www.keepacleaner.com.au, or you can find us on the App Store or Google Play Store. And you can also find us on Instagram, Laura.Henshaw, Steph Smith, and of course, Keep It Cleaner. Bye guys. Oh, 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 oh,